Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Covering the Orioles the only way we know how as fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, with Chris Tillman most likely heading towards the DL, is it time for fans to finally jump off this sinking ship that is the Baltimore Orioles? And Joe Flacco will play in week three. But if a QB plays and no one watches him, did he really actually play? And did we really see our first baseman playing right field? I'll explain why even though he made an error, O's fans should be wishing for more Chris Davis playing out of position. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Buckle up, birds, be ready to ride. Your host, Matt Joshua Bird, ready to fly. Baltimore's best, Section 336, the number one sports broadcast. Get your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zany Bear Roding. What up, 336ers? And by the button lover, Josh Sroka. How's it going? We just saw Trumbo get a single. It's his first non-home run hit in like two weeks. Oh, that's right. He had seven consecutive home runs. And well, he, he, seven hits that were home runs. There were also strikeouts and outs. Yeah, there's a bunch of there. junk in between there. But And he forgot how to run the bases. He didn't realize that when you hit the ball, you just don't keep on running right. around. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and that's why I got thrown out second base. Uh, at least he ran to first base and not third base. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. And even when you a hit a home zany. run, you don't run to third base. Never. So why would he? <laughs> I don't, right. I don't know. Right. The yeah. joke was it's always a home run trot for him. Yes, yes. Not, not the, he doesn't know where first base is. <laughs> I mean, you still run the normal way around the bases, even after you hit a home run. Yes. I mean, maybe in softball, you hit a home run and just walk off. That, they do that sometimes. They don't want to waste do you, time. Do you remember years ago in a softball game where a guy did that and he didn't go to first base? So we argued and got the guy called out, even though he hit a home run. I don't remember that. Was there a fence or something? Yeah, he hit it over the fence. And he didn't. you're supposed to jog the first base and then walk off. Oh, and he really? didn't go to first base, so we complained and the ump called him out. That's amazing. Yeah, we got a nice out. That was a home run. Was that a game you were getting like slaughtered? Of course. <laughs> it, was, it was in our old league where we got slaughtered all the time. Did you know that if David Ortiz, if they took away the home run, if they said when you hit a home run, you didn't have to run around the bases right. and you just could walk right back to, to, to the bench? In Boston games alone where David Ortiz hits home runs, it would save on average 17 minutes a game if they didn't wait for David Ortiz to run on the base. That sounds about right. Yeah. Well, uh, then 
Rob Manfred has to be happy about Ortiz retiring because that will eliminate the length of game yeah, already issue. I, I've seen the calculations, and they're saying the games will be five minutes faster. Yeah, on average around the MLB because Ortiz no longer is on the. <coughs> You're on correct the in that. It's not. Yeah. It's not just Red Sox games. No, it's the whole all of MLB. Not just Red Sox games where Ortiz hits home runs. It's like. They could be playing in Boston. Meanwhile, the San Diego Padres games got shorter all of a sudden. That's too. right. Because even when he he just flies out to right it's, field, it's, it takes him ten minutes. Right. To get it's called the butterfly effect. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You get rid of Ortiz, everything's better in the world. Yeah, that's actually true. Um, there probably be less war overseas as well. <laughs> uh, neither Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump will be elected. It'll be some someone will rise up who's actually a good candidate, a phoenix from the ashes, <laughs> if you will. But I believe that phoenix name would be David Ortiz. He's got nothing else to do after baseball. He's <laughs> hoping for like a Harry Potter return or something. I don't know, but all right. Harry Potter return. Yeah. Harry, Harry Potter's not old enough to be president. And he's not American. I don't know if David Ortiz <laughs> is. <but>. Right? He's, <laughs> he's not. Well, I don't know. Is he? No. Is is the I town? Know. He's like English or something. In the story, is it fictional? I mean, I know the story's fictional, but... <laughs> where is Hogwarts? When he's not at Hogwarts, where was he from? Well, I thought, didn't they just build it's it in a, Orlando? It was a town in England. It was England, though? Yeah. Jolly old England? I said, I mean, the author, J.K. Rollins, from England. I assume the story takes place. But they there. don't ever specifically state he grew up in London town? No, I don't no. think so. When he lived under the stairs at his aunt and uncle's house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if, if it's a real place where he lived, if it's a real town. Okay. I don't know. I mean, we could spend all night arguing whether or not Harry Potter could be president of the United States, but there's some baseball to cover. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and even if you're a freaking wizard, isn't there, there should be some kind of ex- exception for Harry, you. Or exemption. Sure, sure. I believe uh, the Founding Fathers wrote in an exemption for wizardry yeah. in the uh, Constitution. All right, if guys. not, it's a living, breathing document you right, can alter. I've got some, wizard. I, I just got some breaking news, yeah. or I've got some Harry Potter news. Ooh. So would you like me to settle the Harry Potter news yeah, or break in the news? Let's finish this Harry Potter discussion. All right. Harry James Potter was born on the 31st of July, 1980, in Godric's Hollow, West County, England. Can I just okay. stop you right now? I bet Harry Potter's a lot older than you thought he was. Born in 1980. Yeah, he's, he's 36. He's, he's 36. He's, he's older than you thought he was. Yeah. yeah. He can be president. Definitely. Yeah, because you got to be 34, right? Yeah. Yeah, he could be president, just like Bert and I. Except I can't believe that there's, a, there's except, an actual age limit on except You have to be 34 to be president. Well, do you Sorry. know why they right. made the age limit? No. Doogie Hauser. All right, continue. <laughs> and, and besides the England thing, the other reason that might not might disqualify him is this half-blood wizard was the only child of uh, and son of James and Lily Potter. There's no mention of the year in the book, but thanks to Neely Headless Nick's death day, we can do the math to figure out that he was born on July 31st, 1980. Interesting. Some people are way too into Harry Potter. <laughs> yep. Someone at the other side of this table. Wait, that was the breaking news? No, the breaking news is way more important than that. Okay. We had a little discussion beforehand of will the intern show up? Oh, yes. Is he here? So it's only fitting that at 7.45, 15 minutes after the show start, he sends a text saying, hey, so I won't be able to make the show until the election is over. I'll be back on November 15th. <laughs> oh, wow. So there's an opening in, in the uh, Section 336 family. Yeah. Yeah. So he just gave a text message to say he's out. <laughs> and I think I'd, uh, I'm i sorry if I'm repeating myself because I think I said this last week. How? Why, I don't know any other 21-year-olds that care about politics as much as the intern. Like, who uh, Who cares? <laughs> There's a lot of young people who care about the direction of our country. Why? Why but the, is it but the problem is, it's, the, it's important. The, the problem is a lot of those 21-year-olds 
care and like are cheering on Bernie but don't know what the issues are. Like they don't care, but they still want to care. I don't know what the issues are, and I don't care. Well, I mean, Bert and 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 I took two months off, so we'll let the intern take two, That's true. two months off. Yeah, we should. You went to Florida. I went to Tanzania. Yeah, he's but putting up signs. The intern, yards. the intern took most of that off too. Yeah. You know, guys, there was a baseball game yesterday. I went to this baseball game. Yeah, yes. we, Matt and I were supposed to. You go. You guys missed it, and it was a it was a, a nice. I went to some games. We all went Saturday. I went to a lot of crappy games. And Saturday was, was fun, but it was a crappy game. It was a fun time. It was fun seeing some of our listeners. Yeah, right. they were great. Got our bobbleheads. Yep. Saw some listeners. Yep. Um, and that stuff you had to give there five hours for the game to get a bobblehead was nonsense. Yeah, that was baloney. Could have walked in there forty five minutes. Well, what time did, did, did you walk right in, here. Josh? I walked in at six o'clock. Oh, six o'clock. Yeah, and you could have walked in. I think my wife walked in even after that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you know, yeah. no problem. I had a delicious no sandwich that I brought myself. I had three beers over at uh, Pickles. Still, I still got a bobblehead. Yeah, and there was lines at the door when I got there. I got new food at the stadium yesterday. What food did you get? So yesterday I went. And we're I, doing all we can to not actually talk about. I that. know we are avoiding <laughs> baseball. This is what happens when there's no show notes and the Orioles stink. <laughs> I've got two. I've got a few highlights from yesterday's game. First was the food, but I don't know what the place was called. But it's on the third base side, and they have it's like basically nachos. Low, upper deck. It's low, lower deck. Okay. It's a it's a it's a cart, and it's basically nachos, but it's kettle chips, ruffle chips, so they don't get soggy. Right, right. And they put a bunch of cheese and meat, so I got like barbecue pork on it, and you can get all your nacho toppings. Very good. Nacho toppings. What kind of toppings don't belong to you? <clears throat> nacho toppings. So, so that was my first highlight. And then the other highlight was it was just awesome to see a good game and to see Zach Britton come out. But here, here's the real highlight. We don't see enough of Zach Britton lately. Here's the real highlight. I'm leaving the game. And you know how you run down those stairs? Because we just try to get out of the stadium. Sure. So I could win. Sure. Go down the stairs. As soon as we get to the bottom stairs, I make that right to try to go towards the gate. Sure. And a guy stops me. Sure. And says, hey, I listened to the podcast. Nice. That's great. And I say hi. I shake where, his hand. Were you wearing a, sh- a shirt or something? I had a Trumbo shirt on, but that's it. Okay. Um, and he said, in fact, I was listening to the latest episode on my way to the game. Oh, sweet. And I said, that's awesome. And then that's he followed up. That's what I want up. people to do. He followed, and I, he followed up. Did you have a sticker for him or I a had nothing. for him? I had oh, nothing. Yeah. What I, if Bert was there, Bert would have pulled something out for him. I was giving out swag I, to the listeners <laughs> on Saturday. What I, what I had was Gigi watching all excited <laughs> because you're a celebrity. Yeah. Gigi being your mother for right. people who don't yeah. know that Josh's um, mom and then and uh, so anyway he said he also he says I don't have the Trumbo shirt yet but I have the Brian Mattis for starter shirt oh nice, nice. that's what I'm talking so, about so yeah so, yeah guy. awesome guy he's yeah, the one guy that. that bought one yeah, I love that. <laughs> so I thanked him I said I'm gonna give you a shout out I completely forgot his name oh no no clue I forgot his name as soon as I walked out of the stadium that's a classic Josh move, right? Yeah, there. yeah. I am not. I am horrible with names. I met my son's preschool teachers on Monday, and I don't. I forgot their names as soon as I walked out of the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's almost a little more important than <laughs> a listener. No yeah. offense, listeners. Right. I can get away all the time without people's names. I forget names all the time. Uh, no, names are overrated. I wore the Trumbo shirt, which is available at section 336.com for $12 and at all mother's locations. Yeah, it's right up there. There's I wore it to it. the ball game on uh, Saturday night and walked up and down Utah Street and gave out a couple business cards to people who asked me about I need shirt. to I need to carry business cards and stickers with me for when I run into cool guys like that. Jacob Rock, who is a loyal 336er, I gave him my very last 
Section 336 car magnet that I had from like three years ago just sitting in my bag. I, I like, want another car magnet. Mine got a little faded. Yeah, mine got super faded. Yeah. It's like all white. So uh, congratulations, Jacob. You <laughs> got the very last one. There are no more to speak yep. of. Mine's gone. I even took the one off my wife's car because it it had pretty much turned white. <laughs> the entire thing. Yeah, well, what are they, three, four years old? We did them in 2013. Yeah. You know. Uh, and by the way, Josh, the, the place you're talking about is called The Chipper. The Chipper. Yeah. You got it. Oh, nice. It's the best food in Camden. You that, recommend it? That's from uh, Eric uh, R. R. Didi. Oh, did he just send a message? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. He posted on the... uh, So... We had this video feed on Facebook. I don't know how to... leave comments on the Facebook video feed. See, that is the point of the Facebook video is so the listener can help us out. We don't have an intern. We need you to correct us. Um, And then there's also a comment from John saying, excuse me, is this a baseball show? See, these are... And then there's a long comment from Corey Baker. You know Corey Baker? Yes. Yeah, Corey Baker's... Oh, the anthem. All right, at least someone knows him. So he said... I wanted to share something I think all Berlin needs to know. The Yankees are celebrating the Jeffrey Mayer 1996 champions on Sunday against the O's. What? I would be there to make sure this doesn't go on, go unprotested. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend everyone else try and make the trip and take that game over. So, yeah, that's that's outrageous. That's that's when all the now, trouble started here. Now they're, not, now they're celebrating the, that team winning, not Jeffrey Mayer, right? Sure. sure. It'd be I, I really imagine. bad if they brought out Jeffrey Mayer. Though we all know after that happened. Well, we that's the remember, only reason. He was on, he was on all, Letterman all the and, shows. Yep. He was on the Regis and Kelly. Shucking and jiving. He was shucking and jiving. He Did, was a big, everyone in New York loved him for helping the Yankees cheat. You know how during the Masson broadcast they do the lottery winners who like get 100 bucks for a home run or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see who it was last night? Jeffrey Mayer, but a different spelling. I saw someone tweet that out. Different spelling, and uh, Gary Thorne made sure to, as reading the name, to make sure to say, and it's spelled this way. Doesn't make it any better. Yeah. Maybe he just spelled his name and still did it. I like Corey's idea, though. You guys doing anything Sunday when we go up to Yankee Stadium? Yeah. I'll go. Yeah, let's do it. If I can get my hands on some Hamilton tickets, I'll I'll make it a twofer. Oh my god! Yeah, if I'll you go get to your hands some Hamilton tickets. I will change all my. I, I'm pretty sure they cost more than World Series or Super Bowl tickets. Absolutely, right now. yeah. I think the cheapest one on StubHub is like six hundred dollars, and that it's, that's even after Lin Manuel Miranda's gone. You can't even see him anymore. Yeah, I'd still go. Sign me up. All right, Yankees followed by some uh, some Hamilton founding fathers founding fathers rap. I love it. <laughs> I you know, seriously do. It's good that the Orioles won yesterday. Yeah. Or we wouldn't be so happy today. Uh, it was uh, an u- it was an ugly weekend. Happy, mm, content. I mean, <laughs> the the Chris- there's I mean there's no panic button yet, right? You guys aren't pressing the panic button. When you heard that Chris Tillman could possibly go in on the DL, that's well, that, a little panic. That, that, yeah. Other than that, if there's no other reason, your your best you have a struggle a struggling starting pitching staff. A team is not playing well. All of a sudden, your best pitcher. One could argue the best pitcher is Dylan Bundy right now, but whatever. Your best pick pitcher by most standards is chris tillman he goes on the on the dl if this is not like hit the panic button we're, i mean we're, we're, we're we've fallen out of first place yeah if oh that's my alarm clock in the morning <laughs> well, yeah i'm telling the orioles to wake up now if you if you look at twitter i was surprised i went and looked at the standards today because i've been on twitter a lot and i thought the orioles were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs <laughs> you would think so apparently it's not true apparently they're not mathematically eliminated right. from the playoffs yet uh, yeah apparently they still have the wild card our, our hold on the second wild card spot is not all that safe though that's pretty safe it's like two or three games is it all right i, I, know, I think it's one game actually now but whatever um it is two games but 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 
I, I mean, obviously, it's cause for concern, but obviously, the season is far from over. I mean, we're going to be in it to near the end just because there's so many. There are 38 games left. Well, and, and, not, and not just that. And we're two out. Yeah, not just that, but you play the Red Sox and Blue Jays, you have another series with them. It's just all the interdivision games that, that, that make it so... I mean, this is why Major League Baseball does it like this. So you can still have a team win 10 in a row and all of a sudden, like, right. the Yankees could still, because they play a lot of interdivision games, to still get a win streak and make a run at the division. So, I mean, it's, it's still a lot can happen. And, and baseball is crazy. And, and so it's anything can happen. Right. Now we're kicking the Nationals' butt. Well, Which is always fun. But we got tonight, uh, recording on Tuesday night, the Nationals are in Baltimore, and then after this we got two games in D.C. Yeah. After that, three in New York, yep. three against the Blue Jays coming here, yep. three more against New York coming here. Uh, right. You know, those are big games. Yeah. And, and, and uh, we talked before the show, the Yankees are red hot right now. And they're not packing it in. They're still playing for a wild card. Heck no. Spot. They they're just got rid of A-Rod. They're ready to start playing some baseball. <laughs> Absolutely. Is the is is the losing Chris Tillman for a couple weeks possibly is that a huge deal? Huge deal because he was always the stopper from those uh, turning four game losing streaks into five game right. losing streaks. So yeah. what? But what is it? It's it's you if you want to say Ubaldo pitches those three starts, it's three losses, most likely. And, unless every now and then Ubaldo is halfway decent, and if he only gives it five runs, we could still score eight runs and win the game. Right. So maybe you cross our fingers, then we win one of those three games, which is possible. Well, and and. Our bullpen's been pretty good. Yeah, I'd go Our, with Vance Worley before Ibaldo. In in what nine days? Now the uh, the rosters expand, so our bullpen gets even deeper. Yeah, the, I mean not good deeper, but deeper. Deeper, yeah. the deeper like like <laughs> deeper with with bodies. There'll be living, breathing bodies out there. So capable I, I don't of breathing. I'm not, I'm not panicked because if it's a 15 day DL, he's back in September, mid September. Yeah. Hopefully Which is when healthy. we need him. We right. We need healthy, healthy Tillman, healthy O'Day for the end of September, October. Yeah. I mean, the thing that concerns you with the Chris Tillman thing, and this is the issue with the Orioles, not just that you're losing one of your best pitchers, but <laughs> you lose Chris Tillman and you have to replace him with either Vance Worley or Nabal Jimenez. There's also Mike Wright, Tyler Wilson. Okay, fine. <laughs> My point is is the same. <laughs> Tyler Wilson was atrocious on Saturday night. Like, there's such a jump in downgrade. Between our starting five and the next guy. See, I don't, I don't know. I think it's terrible. I don't know about that. Who would you rather have, Vance Worley, Ubaldo Jimenez, or Wade Miley? Oh, I take Wade Miley all day over those. Two Wade Miley guys. hasn't shown anything since he came to Baltimore of decent. Was Dan Duquette was was his move a, a bust to trade for Dan, for um, Wade Miley? Yeah, it's too early to tell. So far, yeah, it's looking like it so far. Yeah. I mean, we gave up nothing. We gave up Ariel Miranda. So that wasn't going to help us this year. Right. I I it, I can't call it a bust until the season's over. And uh, Wade Miley's not helping us this year. Yeah, so Maybe far hurting us. Yeah. he's hurting us actually. Yeah, seriously. I figure we were a team that were in first place almost the entire year up until last week, two weeks ago. Yep. Um, and now uh, you know, you want to win the division. Wild card's okay, but you want to win the division. Yeah, it's a guarantee. Yeah. Uh, you get the wild card, you could lose that one game, and you're done. Forget World Series dreams down the toilet. But still, I would argue you want to get in the show. Yes, like, like you, you want to get in the show, but I would like to get in a show that isn't limited to a one-game series. <laughs> you don't want to go to a one-night showing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want a longer <laughs> run like Hamilton. Yes. Uh, yes, except except that one-game play-in that we did a few years ago in Texas. That was an exciting game. It and was. And the, the prospects of a one-game 
series in Baltimore would be a really fun game to go to, but I'd rather go to game three, four, five of that of a of a divisional series. And you know what's great about that one game in Texas and why it was exciting, Josh, is because we won. Yeah. If we'd have lost that game, we would There's say the one game playoff game is dumb. I never want to right, play in that. Right. That's stupid. Like, we should like never the, do that. Like the Braves fans. Yeah. I I agree. Yeah, it was exciting, but I don't want to be uh you know No, I don't want to go to that and lose. We got teams sure. breathing down our neck for that second wild card spot. There's a lot of talk that the two wild cards are going to be the two AL East teams that don't win the division. Yeah, absolutely. Not if the Mariners but or the Tigers have anything to say about it. And, the, and there's a lot of talk of the Royals making a push now. They've won eight in a row. They're yeah. freaking on fire. The what Royals. I don't understand about the I find that it's going to be really hard for two AL East teams to sit in that slot when the three of us are all going to just beat each other up over the next month. There's so many AL East versus AL East games Yeah, that I find that hard that, that we're going to be able to keep our numbers up that I feel like we're only going to get one wildcard team yeah. out of the AL East. It does seem it's highly unlikely that they'll both come from the same division just because they do play each other so much unless they just keep win-loss, win-loss, win-loss and nobody just, you know, they break even at the end of the day, then, yeah, it'll end up just like it is now. Um, it happens in football very, I don't know about rarely or not, but I feel like there's there's occasional year where the, the two wildcard teams are the Bengals and the Steelers. Yeah, or the uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys. You know, they're two teams from the same division that just came in second and third place, and happen to be better than every other second place team in every other division. Well, there was that bizarre scenario last year where the three best records in the in the National League were all in the NL Central. That's right. With the with the the Cubs, mm-hmm. the Pirates, and the Cardinals, the three best records in the NL. Yes, all in the same division. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and so, there was there was teams that were guaranteed a series, a, th- a five best of five series with worse records yep. than teams that were getting knocked out in one game loss. Which would annoy me if I was a fan of that team. Totally. Yeah. So should I put in my request at work tomorrow for October 25th to have it off? What's that? Game Just 7? Game 1 of the World Series oh. at the AL East AL City host. I don't think you need to put in your request. Don't need to put that yet. in quite yet. Uh, you got right. you got a kind of boss that makes you request that stuff like 3 I mean, months away? I mean, yeah. 2 months from now? If I want to get the day off, yeah, I got to put it in ahead of time. <laughs> Not really. I Think, I'll think you're delusional. Uh, that's what sick days are for. Yeah, totally. Um, if my boss is listening, sick days are for hospital appointments. That's right. Or illnesses. Bring a doctor's note. Absolutely. Uh, I want to. I want to address a couple things off the top of the show. All right, because this is more like the middle of the show by now. <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, whatever, doesn't matter. I want to address a couple things. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about uh, with the Orioles kind of been in a little bit of a slump, which could turn around. It, yesterday could have been the start of a turnaround where we win seven in a row. I hope so. It wouldn't be the first time they, they could do it again. Sure. Uh, but in this kind of slump, a lot of people have been critical of Dan Duquette, probably for the Wade Miley move and mm-hmm. for other reasons, for the lack of getting certain pitching, knowing this was an issue. I want to say a couple things about Wade Miley. Uh, not about Wade Miley. I don't care about him. A couple things about Dan Duquette. DD? Yeah. I think one important factor that I don't think people give enough credit to is how good the Orioles have been the past since 2012. Okay. Similar to the Ravens. We always talk about the Ravens. The Ravens recently had a bad year. What was they 5-11 and 11 this past year? Yeah, they were terrible last year. Yeah. And a lot of people talked about how they were kind of a victim of their own success. Right? Because they're so good, they're always drafting low. Mm-hmm. Because they're so good, players 
um, who have good years for the Ravens, uh, sign huge contracts. You know, your Jared Johnson types with uh, Denard Ellaby. Yep. They sign these huge contracts. Paul Kruger. With other teams because they've been so successful with the Ravens. Yep. I think right. we've seen this happen with the Orioles too in that they've been good since 2012. They've also, thus drafting low so you don't get the good draft picks. Right. They've also had good talent like Wei Yin Chen, Nelson Cruz, signed have, have, huge contracts, bloated contracts with other teams because of their success here. And then struggle like the... And they've also had... Uh, trade. They've also, and this is not done as much in the NFL, but every trade deadline since 2012, they've traded decent prospects to good prospects for other talent. So there's there's no way because you're in the running every year, and when you're in the running, you have to make trades to get your team better. Like right, well, number one of being a GM. So trading talent away, drafting low, losing guys because they're talented. I think all this adds up to uh, just how good of a job Dan Duquette has done. And why maybe the farm system has struggled, and why maybe we have some of these these holes, uh, because we've been so good for so long. To further my point, you go back to 2012. First of all, the division leaders right now are Boston, Toronto's right there, right? Yep. yep. In the central, you have Cleveland. In the west, you have Texas, right? If you go back to 2012, uh, you will have. I mean, you have the Indians. Who, are, who lost 94 games that 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 year. You have Boston lost 93 games uh, in last place in the East that year. If you go to like 2014 even, you have the Texas Rangers lost 95 games in, uh, in 2014. When that happens, when you have a down year like that, what do you do? You have one or two solid players you're able to sell to get prospects to kind of replenish your system. Mm-hmm. Like, just look at it. Look over the last four years. Almost every team in baseball, save the Orioles and maybe save the Cardinals and Nationals, but almost every team in baseball has had significant down years. Like not just like eighty games or seventy nine games, like losing, uh, like losing ninety games. Mm-hmm. Almost every team in baseball has had those over the past four years. Orioles have it. Yeah, they've been five hundred better every single year since two thousand twelve. Yeah. And, 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 and what that means is you're trading prospects at the deadline. It means you're not getting new prospects at the deadline. It means you're not drafting high. So I think that's, I don't think that's talked about enough is how Dan Duquette has been able to kind of sustain this while sports, baseball is no different. Sports are designed for parity, right? Sports are designed to knock good teams down and to help bad teams get better. Sure. And so Dan Duquette's kind of fighting this, this natural thing in sports. Uh, and I think he's done. I think Dan Duquette, the, the more I look at, at what he's done here over his whole tenure, uh, I think he's done a, a, an amazing, fantastic job. And I don't think Dan Duquette gets enough credit for what he's done here in Baltimore. There, I said it. You're a Dan man. I wasn't always, too. I'm, I'm starting to, the, the, the more I look at the whole resume and how he continues to kind of defy the odds, uh, I'm becoming more and more a Dan man. A Dan man? Yeah, Dan man. I like Dan Duquette. Dan, look, look, look our guys. He's not great behind the mic. Uh, Dan Duquette was Not a great interview. Dan Duquette was on our friend Glenn Clark Radio. He was on our show this week. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, and uh, he talked about Glenn asked some questions that we uh, pondered over last week, and one of it was he asked Matt what you have been wanting anyone to ask Dan Duquette or Buck Walter. What's the new plan with with Dylan Bundy? What's the plan with Dylan and Bundy? Why specifically? Why did they disregard the plan that they had established mm. before the season started? There was, and up until June. There Glenn, was, Glenn asked him that. Glenn asked part one of that question. Oh, you okay. got to have part two. What's the plan with Dylan Come on, Bundy? Come on, Glenn. Part two. And Duquette 
did his little Duquette chuckle and saying how, but basically he said, Bundy's been pitching really well. Right. And as long as Bundy's pitching well, we're going to let Bundy go out there and pitch well. As long as he's pitching well and feeling good, he's yeah. pitching well. So the plan is, okay, he's done rehab. He's normal pitcher. Yep. Let's step back and watch <laughs> what happens, boys. Let's, let's let's sit back and watch September. Get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready, guys. As uh, Chad o- Ocho. Oh, who said that? Terrell Owens? Was that a Terrell Owens or a Chad Ochocinco quote? Oh. It was one of those boneheads. Yeah. I don't know. They both disappeared real <laughs> fast. <laughs> they both blur together. They are. They are. They're one guy. You know what I was thinking about on the drive down here to the Section 336 studios tonight is, boys, think of the day that we are living in right now where we have Dylan Bundy and Kevin Gaussman in the starting rotation. We dreamed about this three years ago. Yeah, if you cool. go back and listen to episode one of Section 336, <laughs> back from true. 2013, March of 2013, we talked about, hey, guys, maybe we'll get Gaussman and Bundy in the rotation at the same time by the end of this season. That was three years ago. It didn't happen three years ago. It's a magical time we're living in right we now. We, we should be appreciating this, and we even don't though Gaussman know, stinks right now. We don't know how long it'll last. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, especially the Bundy part. Absolutely. And I, I'm overspoke saying Gaussman stinks. He's just he's ha- he, having his struggles. He doesn't have a breaking ball, from what yeah. I understand. And and Gaussman, the fact that Bundy has been so good really makes Gaussman look worse, right? I don't know. I'm mean, Bundy was always the higher prospect than Ga- Gaussman. I, I I feel like yeah, Bundy but, always had a higher ceiling than Gaussman had. But then we we kept waiting, like we kept thinking Gaussman was gonna take a step, and I guess Gaussman never took a step. And then we see a guy come in who just doesn't need to take a step. He just goes out outstanding. Yeah, after, what, six years in the organization? I mean, give Kevin Gossman six years in the organization. Yeah, but that was five years of not pitching. Yeah. I'm just saying, we waited a long time for Dylan Bundy to be good. We can wait a long time for Kevin Gossman. Yeah, the other thing that Duquette mentioned that we talked about on the show that I made note of is last week we argued about attendance. And I don't want to reopen that up. Thank you. But Duquette said that the reason Orioles' attendance is down based on studies that the Orioles have done, is that people do not feel safe coming to Baltimore after the riots last year. What? How much do you think that really affects attendance? That's that's uh, using an excuse. That's an excuse, right? Yeah. That's that's like maybe a small percentage of, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, I That sounds like people who are probably too scared to go downtown in the first place. Right. Maybe, right. I have not heard from... If that was the case, day games on the weekend would have more crowds than, than yeah. evening games. I, mean, I don't like going down there when it's dark outside. Yeah. I mean, is it in general, like, less people travel to Baltimore, though? Like, maybe from out of state or whatever. Like less Overall people, tourism um, is down? Yeah, tour, tourism down, and that affects stadium attendance. Is there I mean, like, yeah. some tourism stats that I, he, might, I, he can maybe cite? Sure, I bet that's true. I bet there are some tourism down. And that would have some effect on the attendance. Yeah, a little bit. But that doesn't affect your standard Oriole fan, Yeah, I would think. Yeah, so I agree. I want to talk about uh, Chris Davis playing right field. Okay, you guys saw it the other day, right? Yeah. Which you want to talk about him in general or him dropping the ball? Dropping the ball. Okay. Because he dropped the ball. Was it catchable? It hit, yes. It hit his glove. Okay. I think it's one of those line drives that they are saying got caught in the lights. Pretty much cost the game. Did he, it? Ca- he catches that they win. Oh really? Yeah. Was it one of those? I don't really remember that exact. It was two runs. Two runs scored on the drop ball. They lost by two. Okay, fair enough. Interesting. Um, and so a lot of people are saying, like, what are you doing, putting uh, Chris Davis in right field? Okay. Uh, part of it was because Steve Pierce playing first base, and I guess can he not throw? Is That's that what I heard. Thing? We we were told on Monday that he could not throw in the outfield. Here it is Tuesday, and he's playing left field. So okay. who knows? 
Okay. Pierce is in left field on Tuesday. Pierce night? is in left field tonight. That shows how much I'm paying attention. So we have this. Uh, oh, I'm glad he's in left field because this is perfect for the discussion. We have this thing in fan graphs called Woozle Wuzzle. Yes. We have another thing called UZR, Ultimate Zone <clears throat> Rating. Specifically, we have UZR 150, which is the Ultimate Zone Rating per, per 150 games. This is the number of runs above or below average a fielder is in both range, outfield arm, uh, errors, like pretty much how the nerds define a good defensive player is the UZR. UZR. Yes. User. Right. User. Okay. So if if I want to look at the user stats for outfield for these players, like what is, what are the nerds saying? Who is who the best fielder is, right? Okay. What are the nerds saying? We'll start saying, with who's saying that guy. Who do you want to start with? Steve Pierce, Chris Davis, or Mark Trimble? What do you say, nerds? What do you say about Chris Davis? All right, so Chris Davis, his UZR. I don't think you're supposed to start with Chris Davis if he wants to make a point about Chris Davis. Doesn't matter. All right. His UZR in the outfield is six point four, so he's six and a half runs above average in the outfield. Write it right. down 6. on 4. the board. CD six point four. Six point four. Yeah. Who do you want next, Mark Trumbo or Steve Pierce in the outfield? MT Mark Trumbo. Mark Trumbo. In the outfield, his uh, his his UZR, UZR is negative nine point Oh gosh, nine point in parentheses. Yeah, that, that's a negative. That is a negative. That's how we do it in accounting. Parentheses. No, parentheses. I, I said negative. Yeah, a number in parentheses it, is considered negative. It's, it's banking. Hmm. That's not how we use parentheses in writing. <laughs> I'm not a writer, son. What a, all right, so so I right, come on. Tell who us we left the, with who we left with. Oh, we're, we, we're left with Hansu Kim. No, not Hansu Kim. We're not talking about. Hansu. No, I want to hear about Hansu Kim. We're talking about Steve Pierce. Oh, SP. One. Yeah. So people are saying, why isn't Steve Pierce in the outfield? He's in the outfield today. Steve Pierce, zero point nine. Positive. Yeah, positive. Okay. Right. So the numbers clearly show that when it comes to uh, playing the outfield, uh, Chris Davis is the best. Right. I mean, that's the easier. If you're considering. U-Z-R. Yeah. Which I like that you can see the whiteboard on the uh, on the Facebook video there. No, someone might say, but someone might say, well, Matt, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. What you don't take into account is that Chris Davis is such a good first baseman. Yeah, he's a plus first baseman. And I'll say, is he? Yes. Because according to U-Z-R. Uh-oh. Oh, now we're going 1-B? At first base. Yes. Steve Pierce has a U-Z-R of 10.2. Whoa, that sounds good. Wow, he, he drops off 19.2 <laughs> from first base to outfield. This is this that doesn't mean anything. I, what are you I'm just, I'm I'm just <laughs> whatever this UZR is, I'm not buying. Josh, I'm just enjoying that I get to write on the whiteboard. I'm going with this. I'm going with this. And Mark Trumbo has a UZR first base of 6.2. Oh, hold on. I put this in the wrong one. The Steve Pierce Oh, is come a on, man. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, what was MT, Mark Trumbo, which is what I call Mark Trumbo now, MT. 6.2. 6.2. Uh, that's still better than he is in the outfield. Yeah, and Chris Davis? Do you know what Chris Davis is? The plus first baseman? Don't tell me it's negative. No, it's just one. 1.0? One yeah. Okay. But but What's that has to, well, this has is to like, take into account is, because on, of how this, often they play there. That, right? and, that, and that's got to be like golf, right, where lower numbers better. Okay, but this no, is over their no. this is over their career on the average of a hundred like if they were to play hundred fifty games at that position. Okay. That's number says. I mean and, and they play like Mark Trumbull has played over three thousand innings at first base. 
Uh, Chris Davis has played over 6,000. So we're talking about a large sample size. Okay. Uh, the smallest is, uh, I guess, Steve Pierce has only played 1,500 innings. But still, 1,500 innings, it's a it's a fairly decent sample size. I mean... It's a lot of baseball. Yeah. It's yeah. more baseball than I've ever played. And I'm not going to go into it. I mean, we could cite Mark Trumbo's third base at negative 92. Yikes. But we're not going to go there. I'm hey, just... what do you think Mark Reynolds was at third base? <laughs> <laughs> He was off the charts. The they, sheriff. They don't have a number for that. Uh, but I'm just saying, I mean, take what you will. If you don't like the UZR stat, fine. If you don't believe it, fine. Um, I've had an issue with the war and their defensive war and how they, they calculate that. But do you know uh, what? But just what, what, what the stats say, as far as fan graphs, it says Chris Davis is uh, should be in the outfield. He's the best outfielder, and he's the worst first baseman of those three. Chris Davis, Mark Trumbull, Steve Pierce. Throwing it out there, Burnley. So that, why did he drop the ball the other night if he's the best in the outfield? Of I think I caught the lights. Yeah. Okay. That happens. <laughs> it happens. I think the same game or the game before or after, Manny Machado had an error at third base too. So uh, stuff happens. Yeah. Now, what I don't understand is where would you think Hansu Kim would rank? Because I, I looked it up since you didn't. Oh, I say he's not very good. I would well, say. Hold on. Let me get his initials because he gets three. H S K. I would say he's right around Steve Pierce's, like one. Around he, one. He is minus six. Oh, that doesn't six? surprise me. He's slow and takes bad routes, yeah. Right. What, what, and, what about Hansu Kim at first base? <laughs> I, need, I need to fill out my graph here. You yeah. got to finish it off. You got to put a dash yeah. there. For, yeah, or yeah, NA. Or now, TBD. Now, In accounting, we just put a line like that. Okay. There right. we go. Now, have do you know where Joey Rickert is? Okay. Yeah, I don't want to do this all day, but I would imagine he's, he's not very good. No, if you're bringing up our outfielders, we got to truly go through and do them all. Okay, fine. As I call him, Jr. Do Jr. Yeah, Jr. Yeah, is minus four point seven UZR, which is all the haters would under would agree with that. All the J- what's JR Joey haters. Rickard at first base? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. And finally, to show how meaningless UZR is yeah. and it means anything. Yeah. Where is Adam Jones? I would say he's AJ like two. Simply AJ. Do you 10? want to go for his entire career? Or for this year only? Entire career, UZR 150. I mean, to be fair, he wants to play shortstop. Entire career? UZR 150. UZR? 150. Minus 18.7. This stat doesn't mean anything. No, this is the argument that's happened in a while for Adam Jones, is that from the eye, he looks really good, but but the sabermetrics say he's not a great defender. Now, bear with me while I turn this into a chart. Now, a lot of that is uh, from some uh, crap years. But we will. So this year he has a minus seven point nine UZR for Adam Jones. So that'll make him a little better. But according to UZR, our outfielders should be Chris Davis, Steve Pierce, and Joey Rickert. As far as according to UZR, I don't know where you're getting the Adam Jones numbers from. From uh, FanGraphs. Yeah, you're looking at overall UZR, Josh. Yeah. You gotta look at UZR 150. Oh, 150. Yeah, it's 2.2. He's oh, my, my, Josh, you're ruining my chart. I know. All right, for this year, he is minus 10.9. Okay, Josh. Fine. Overall for his career, minus 2.2. Yes, that's what I'm saying, because that's on average what he would score in 150 innings. His his The 18.7 is high because it's over more innings uh, than you, the rest see, of the See, you didn't tell me we were doing UZR Well, that's why you should keep maybe the stats to me, Josh. All, All right. right, Joey Rickert, you got to fix. He's minus 19.6. Ew. See? That's because he only had 4.7 because he hadn't played enough. If we had played the whole year... <laughs> Hunsu Kim is minus 26.4. See, that's oh, more like it. Oh, that's terrible. 26.4? Mm. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, see, that's that makes sense. 
Well, there you go, boys or girls. All right. There's my UZR chart. Chris Davis, Mark Trombo, Steve Pierce. Best, best outfielders we have. I'm saying if Chris Davis wins the gold glove, it should be for outfield, not first base. That's the best in baseball. That's all I'm saying. We call them the user boys. All right. That was that was atrocious. Let's quick. <laughs> quick. Someone play some transition music or something. Quick. We have something. Anything. What do you want? Da, 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 Africa. <laughs> Can we go to the ball bag or to Bert's story time? Something. <laughs> You're just a ball bag, ball bag, ball bag, a ball bag, my friend. Hey, ball bag, how you doing? What's your name again? It's ball bag, my posh. Mandy texted that I need to lower my camera. I think she wants to see my chest. <laughs> Who doesn't? That's fair. So you guys want some ball bag? I mean, we haven't, we, haven't really, we haven't really talked much today. But, uh, all right, here's a ball bag. Let's stick with the outfielders. Okay. Dexter Fowler. How much does us missing out on Dexter Fowler affect this season? I mean, we've been going through different outfielders with Kim and Rickert and trade for Pierce and Trumbo out there. Would this team look different if we did get Dexter Fowler instead of just think we had Dexter Fowler for 12 hours? Yeah, totally. Uh, if he was playing for us the same way that he's playing right now for the Chicago Cubs, he'd be in the lineup every night uh, playing right field, or left that. field. Well, where where would Kim be? At the the Kim, uh, Kim would still be left, and I would see, be right. I think Kim yeah. would have been cut if if Fowler with with that that crap at this beginning of the season. Who did we have first? Around a single A. Did we get Kim first before the Fowler rumors we, hit? Yeah, we yeah we oh, signed I, Kim. I see what you're doing, Josh. Really. Not signing Fowler saved our season because we were able to keep Kim and realize how awesome Kim was. I like what you did there. Well, it's, 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 it says more about what Joey Rickard wouldn't be on this team, I think. No, nah, see, I think they would have cut Kim because of that whole I'm not going down the AAA stuff. Well, that would have been a loss uh, showing now what Rickard's – I mean, what, uh, what Kim Kim's do. doing. Because yeah. he's lefty. But it wouldn't be a loss compared to having – you would still choose Fowler over, over Kim. I think we'd see a lot more Mark Trumbo at DH uh, and – I would think it'd be a lot less Pedro Alvarez. I think he'd be the odd man out, even though, yeah. I mean, for now he's gotten pretty hot lately. Yeah. When he's in the lineup. It took him a long time to get to start to hit the ball. Yeah. I mean, but I'm glad he's doing it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got a couple comments from the chat from the um, Facebook uh, feed. Oh, yeah. 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 Bring it on. We got uh, da- Daniel Wetzel. Uh, he's saying the game won't start till eight. I don't know what that means. Oh, that oh, was uh, uh, first World Series game. Yeah, so Josh I don't. I, don't I, I can. Then. I can tell my oh. boss I can go to work that day. Oh, uh, day, <laughs> Daniel. Thank you. This knucklehead. Where's the intern when you need him? This knucklehead is trying to take off work. Like forgot it it's a World job. Series. Okay. Yeah, World Series in prime time. Right. Divisional. Josh, divisional about, and championships are he, day games. He was talking about his evening pimp job. You got to get off the corner, Josh, for uh, for 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 that night. John <laughs> said, um, "I think the only thing you hold against DD is his terrible haircuts." Good one. Um, which I think is, is fair. Yeah. He gets a new one at the beginning of every baseball season. He gets a little trim. Looks the same as every yeah, yeah. year. It's still Fred Frintstone looking guy. Yeah. And he's got a great laugh. Trumbo just got a single and stopped at first base. How's he look like Fred Flintstone but sounds like Barney Rubble? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, just a, yeah. an amalgam of, of Flintstone characters. Yeah, I don't think and I... Every, I've been in his office. He does a little Bam Bam impersonation, too. <laughs> when he doesn't get his guy, he wants Bam Bam Bam. Uh, little known fact, his dog is named Dino. <laughs> and his wife is named uh, Wilma. Betty? Betty was Barney's wife. Oh, okay. 
That's his mistress. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. I follow you on all of this. Betty uh, and Wilma. Those are two women's names you don't hear much anymore. I'm a, I'm a fan of Wilma. Yeah. I like that. Someone's got to bring back Wilma. If you know a Wilma, hit me up on Twitter, at Perverti. <laughs> Not that I need to meet her. I just want to know that someone knows a it's, Wilma. It's still out there. It has to be a Wilma under 30 or under 40. That doesn't exist. Everyone's they're got all, a grandmother named Wilma. Or 80. <laughs> My great grandmother. You got any Wilma. more comments over there? Or you want to continue in this bag? No, that's all I got. What you got in the ball bag? I've got, I got lost my note. There we go. Uh, strike zone. There's been a lot of talk lately about speeding up the game and changes to baseball. And last week, I guess they had an owner's meeting where they talked about, hey, look at all the th- things that we've done to change baseball over the last 50 years. So it's not a big deal if we change a little more. Sure. Yeah, they got Sports what they want. Are, Ortiz is retiring. Right. Sports are always changing. Right. So evolving, getting better. Do you think it's time for a robotic strike zone finally? Yes. Boop. Strike. Boop. Ball. Yeah, I've been arguing that for years that the, the, uh, it'd be better off. Yes. Yes, please. Yeah, with with a loud noise like that. And for a strike, That's a strikeout. For a strike, they need to use the strike from um, Family Feud where you get the big red X. <laughs> That's a strike. Yeah. If you can bring in Steve Harvey too. Yeah. And if you can bring Ray Cohn back from the dead. None of those ideas are going to speed <laughs> up the game. Uh, Ray Combs might. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard the the the. Is that is that where we go? Is that the only thing we're trying to do here? How how about make the calls correct? That's I don't care that much about speed but, of the game. I'd rather it, make the call correct. Right, and isn't that the thing that a robotic strike zone would make the calls correct? Yeah. Would it make if you can do it? Yeah. Would it make pitchers better? Because, Probably because pitchers would then know what a strike zone is. Yes. Oh, it would make hitters better too. I think. Though, yes, right? it would make everything better. Yeah, it would make the game better. Yeah, they could fix it, but they for some reason they like the fact that human error could impact a game. Right, right. They like it that there's been an twice. entire city could hate one man. There's been twice in this game on Tuesday night we've been watching on television where Matt Wieters threw out a guy stealing second, the same guy twice where the umpire called him safe, and both times it was reversed. Get the job, do your job, get it right the first time. Do you do you like instant replay? No. I mean, I like that they get it right most of the time, but I don't like how they do it. It's, it, I, I it's hate, ridiculous. I hate that they go to New York. Yeah. That they can't let the guys on the field make the call and decide whether or not they screwed up. I hate that it takes more than 30 seconds. It should never take more than 30 right. seconds. Like, well, That's what I don't understand. Why don't you have a fourth umpire in the stadium that you call up and he looks at the monitor and it says, oh, it was out, before you even get there. While you're talking to the manager about whether or not you should be challenging, the guy upstairs should be ready with, ready with the answer. Yeah. Can I say something that's really stupid? Yeah. How, how do we know as fans by watching replays what else will be faster than the umpire? Um, let, let, I'm going to throw out the, one of the dumbest things I've ever said. I like that replays take a long time. Why is that? Because you get to see five angles about it. Because A, you get to see five angles. B, you get to go to Twitter and fight with people about whether it was safe yeah. or out. Yeah, that's always and, like, fun. like, all that happens in, like, the two minutes it takes to make the call. That's true. If they made the call in 10 seconds, like, that's not entertaining. Entertain me. Give me some Facebook drama. Did Give me some Twitter drama. Give Sunday. Me- Sunday we had a lot of replays on there Sunday. There were a lot of replays. And they all seemed and to go against us. They were all us. wrong. Yeah, which and, is great and, stuff on Twitter. And, yeah, and didn't it – I mean, it seemed like, as Oriole fans, that even when they'd go to the replay, they would screw it up. Well, and Sunday was crazy because there's that four-hour rain delay. Yeah. And then they played one inning and then another half-hour rain delay. Hey, if we – That whole game was nuts. If we played the Nationals every game of the year all 162 times, 
would we win under or over 130 games? <laughs> yeah, we seem to have we, their number. We they, own the Nationals. Yeah. They have the second best record in all of baseball, yeah, but every, we own them. Every year they have a great baseball right. team. The only, chance, the only chance they had to beat us was Strasburg, and then they sent him to the DL. He got scared. I heard he only went to the DL because he was scared to pitch to the, yeah, the yeah. Orioles. No, it wasn't he was scared against the Orioles. He was scared to visit Baltimore. That's the same thing that uh, happened when that superstar third baseman was, hadn't aired all year, and then he came to Baltimore and didn't. He had two errors in the first two innings of the game. Manny Shoot. Machado? No, but he was intimidated by the greatness that is Manny Machado. Yeah. I forget who it was. It was some third baseman in Cle- from Cleveland or something, maybe? A rookie, a new guy this year. Oh, really? Superstar. Oh. So if you're watching the Facebook feed, remind me of who I'm talking about here. All right. I'll give you credit. We've got a season. We're, we are three-quarters of the way through the regular season. Who is your 2016 favorite Oriole? Personal, personal, my personal favorite. Personal for this season. Who's the guy you're enjoying watching the most that you get excited for? Ooh, man, a couple come to mind. It's got to be this based on this season alone. Yeah. So no history. Um, I like seeing how unhittable Zach Britton is, and the fact that the only times I do see him is when we're going <laughs> to win the game. That that's that a, always helps. That's a good one when Zach Britton guarantees a win. Yes. Um, he would be my one seed for sure. What about you, That's Matt? That's true. I didn't even think about Britain. I went straight offense. I, I, bet I, know who, I bet I know who Josh was thinking. Can I try and guess? Make Baltimore great again. No, I wasn't going Trumbo. I, he was going to say Scope. I was, gonna, I was thinking Scope. Scope's oh. a big one. I think Scope is having that, that uh, step-up year that we expected. But I was going to go with Kim because I do enjoy watching oh, Kim. Yeah, I, watch, yeah, yeah. I enjoy watching Kim. And the fact that I was – that – as Oriole fans, we didn't know how to handle Kim at the beginning, and we just all decided, well, I guess we have to hate Kim because he's not going to AAA. The fact that we watched him down in Sarasota, and he looked fat and out of shape, and he couldn't hit and the ball. got a hit, yeah. And the fact that now he's actually like making nice plays, and he's fun to watch, and he's having fun on the base paths yeah. is, is why I chose Kim. Yeah. Who, who would you choose, Matt? Well, there's only... You going DB? There's only four options. If you don't pick one of these four, you're wrong. Like okay. there's four choices. All right. And oh. you guys mentioned them all. I just thought of another one, but go ahead. Hyunsu Kim. If it's not one of these four guys, you're wrong. Okay. Hyunsu Kim is one of them. Mark Trumbull is the other one because all he does is hit dongs. Yep. Um, and the other two are pitchers. Zach Britton, we mentioned him. Yep. And Dylan, Dylan Bundy. Bundy. There you go. Yeah. That would be the fourth. Th- those are the only four answers you, you can have this year. Those are the four best Orioles, the four best stories, the four... I mean, that's it. Those are your four favorite Orioles. Choose one of them. All right. And your answer's right. Then on the other side, who's the worst? What's what's? Oh, the least favorite. Yeah, who's the least favorite? Oh, your your David Lowe Award, if you will. Um, your Brian Mattis Award. Your Brian Mattis would be Award. A better way to put it. By the way, I thought of the uh, third baseman now, I was referring to earlier. Now yeah. Brian Brian Mattis would qualify for this award because he was an Oriole this season. That counts. But I think in some ways he became people's favorite Oriole when he left. It was a uh, Nolan Arenado from the Colorado oh, yeah, the Rockies. Rockies. Yeah, had two errors oh, right. in the first two innings. He's not a rookie, so. though. But yeah. No, but yeah. He was, he's, he's a superstar this year. He's yeah. a superstar, yeah. He's the best third baseman in the NL. Yeah. Well, he, he uh, crapped the bed in Baltimore knowing Manny Machado was in the same building oh, as him. Well, he's so, not the first person to get near Machado and crap the bed. <laughs> so I think we have a nice long list of, of pitchers that we could put on that least favorite side. Oh, gosh. Well, we, you know. we, we, but, we, but pitchers we, are too easy. Okay. So let's say let's say no Mattis, no Bardo, no Mike Wright, Tyler Wilson, mm-hmm. pushing all the pitchers out. 
Yeah. Who's your least favorite Oriole that doesn't pitch? So you can't can't say Ryan Flaherty because he pitched based on this season. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll take out Ryan Flaherty since he pitched. <laughs> good, good, good ruling. Uh, I'm gonna say it's a tie between uh, Caleb Joseph and Nolan Rymold. Can I tell you why you can't say K- Caleb Joseph? Because he's a good old boy. Well, that and, and he me. lost a nut. That's why. <laughs> that's why you gotta. Yeah. Play, yeah. You can't. That's like rubbing salt in the wound. You can't say okay. Ooh. He lost a nut. And you're the worst favorite. And, and imagine rubbing salt in that wound. <laughs> it's not going to feel and, very good. And, so and I, I don't think you can the, say that. The jokes that we got from Caleb Joseph because of that this season yeah. is, yeah, Caleb Joseph. I, I don't think he can be there. on the list. Yeah, I don't think he can be on the list. All right. All right, fine. So is it Nolan Rymel? I guess. I mean, he, he's unimpressive. He's just a face in the outfield every fifth day. I mean, the other. Part, part of me wants to say Adam Jones. Oh, why? Because I find that I get frustrated at him so much. He's still one of the best players on the team. Leader. He plays every day. He does play every day. I would day. say a couple other guys that could be in the running was Chris Davis just because, you know, Chris Davis. Yeah, strikes out. Doing what Chris Davis does. He gets hot and then he slumps. He gets hot and then he slumps. It's the way, way it goes with him. Another guy who is really having a down year that not many people are talking about is Matt Wieters. Yeah. Offensively, he's having a really down year. Is he? To his I feel like he's having a good year. No, he's not. Okay, he's not. He's having a better year than last year. Wow. Well, he didn't play last year hardly. They just yeah. put a stat up on TV that J.J. Uh, Hardy has four career grand slams. J.J. Hardy. Seems like a lot for a little guy. J.J. Well, Hardy has like, been one of my highlights to watch this season. He had a series. He's, uh, he's been really good. Props to him for staying healthy for all year. He had a short stint, didn't he? Or yeah. he took a couple days you know what, off. You know what he did? He stopped playing ping pong. Yeah. Hey. He, he said he put his paddle down because he's doesn't want. To, he wants to make sure he's the healthiest he's been. He finally wants to take baseball seriously. Right, right. He says he's the healthiest he's been since high school. He's given up his Olympic dream of playing on the U.S. Uh, ping pong team, which has never won a medal. U.S. ping pong has never medaled, by the way. Well, yeah, the Asians all win that. Yes. And uh, that little error calls him. We are runs. continuing to dominate the nationals. I nice. mean, I mean, Matt Wieters this it's year. Only the, it's only the third inning? Yeah. It's 8.30. <laughs> We're Jeez. still recording this episode in the third inning. This game's taking forever. I mean, Matt Wieters this year has played in 17 more games than last year, but he has um, – he has 10 home runs this year. He had eight last year. Do you know what his batting average is this year, Matt Wieters? Uh, 253. 238. Ouch. Yeah, That's right. worse than 253. He hit 267 last all year. Right. Matt Wieters might deserve to be the least Oriole. So I'm just saying, like, I mean, we can excuse it because it's a catcher and catcher's never right. really produced. But if you look at his career um, in four years, like even in 2013 when he had a really bad year, batted 235, he still hit 22 home runs. Yeah, he's not hitting 22 home runs. You could argue that he's having in this huge year for him, both for the Orioles and personally with the the contract year. You could argue he's having the worst year of his career this year. Now here's a ball back question: Who plays catcher every day for the Orioles next year? Mm. It all. Uh, you know what? It depends on the last month of baseball and Caleb Joseph, if he shows anything. Any chance of Chance Cisco? There's no chance Chancisco's ready. You might get some Pena. He's at Bowie this year. He could be ready. How old is he? He's not going from double A to, to the majors. Machado did. Yeah, Machado's a third baseman. So? I don't know. I don't see Chancisco. Um, maybe. I just don't see it. Do, uh, what, he'll be you, up next year. The question is, will he start the year or not? I bet by the end of the year think, he's going to be up as our catcher. You think he's in the majors next year? Absolutely, I do. It, I, maybe not to be in the season, but a June call-up, July call-up, Absolutely. Chancisco. Cool. Uh, that would be nice. I maybe get behind that. Playing catcher, maybe, or 
playing something else. We know. we all agree that we like this move of sending Caleb down for ten days, right? It's needed. He's <laughs> he's terrible. He hasn't done anything at the plate. I would send him down for thirty days. Yeah, ten days. Let me do it. <laughs> if he doesn't hit in those ten days, I would say keep him down there. I'd send him for consecutive assignments. Is that allowed? <laughs> Dead air. Chirp <laughs> 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 chirp. Where's the, where's the grass? That's where I would have inserted a uh, laugh track there because that was zany. Yeah. Well, we can go back. Go I've back and that. edit it. And I've got that. I've got the Davis. Yeah. All right. You got anything else in that ball bag for us? I mean, I've got October 9th if you want to talk about that. What's that? That's a that's a that's the next time that that there's a good chance that Baltimore freaks out and starts yelling about Peter Angelos. Why is that? Is that some kind of massive <clears> thing? It is game three of the ALDS. So there's a, if the Orioles go to the ALDS. That game has a really good chance of being in Baltimore. And it's also the same day that the Ravens host the Redskins. So we're going to have another little Peter Angelos NFL fight over who gets to use the stadium. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I love so, those. Yeah, it's always fun to see people on Twitter take sides and act like it's as simple as, uh, as renting a playground. Well, if we win the American League East... Like we did in 2014, game three was in Detroit, so game we would get game one and two in Baltimore if we win the AL East, if we win our division. Presumably, yeah, I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works either. Um, uh, but I, so I've already saw people on on Reddit talking about more, concern over that day. Right. It's more complicated than that because it's a record thing too. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. So well, that, let's, it's it. I'm not on Reddit. But if I was a Redditor, I would start getting my panties in a bunch about and something I mean, that's, and that's not even going to happen for another six weeks. That's why I only like browse once in a while on Reddit, because that's what the conversation is. <laughs> I just wish I had more friends that were Nats fans. I just don't know very many. I have more friends that are Yankees and Red Sox fans mm. than I do Nats fans, because we own the Nats, and I want to rub it into someone's face. There yeah. was, do you there guys were, have any friends that I can use to rub this in their face that we own them? We had that guy Zohan on the show a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Let me he was look a DC at, fan. What's Zohan yeah. doing, man, right now? I would love to have Zohan on the show again right now <laughs> so I could tell him what's up. Well, you and I are going to go Thursday down yeah. to DC. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. That'll be fun. I don't know. Are you gonna wear? Are you gonna wear Orioles gear or should we wear Nats gear? Right, we, we got. <laughs> I, well, I was just. Is that a out serious there. question? Yeah, well, you saw what happened to Lane Bennis wearing the Orioles hat going to Yankee Stadium. I mean, we're <laughs> yes. sitting, we're sitting real low. Um, it's 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 not our seats. It's it's it's. Uh, no, it's in that club right behind home plate. Yeah, it's where all the rich people sit. Someone gave Josh the tickets. I feel like we should not maybe not wear Nationals, but at least don't wear Orioles gear. I'm thinking I've, going white. I'm going. I always go white, but. I'm. Uh, so you're not going with the RNG? Then? No, I'm going all orange. I've been to those seats many times. I always wear Orioles. You don't gear. find it disrespectful to the person who gave you the tickets, who's a Nationals fan? No, they would find it. Uh, they would. They would find it odd if I didn't wear Oriole clothes. You I've gone with them, and where Dad and I are all in Orioles, and th- and them two are in all their Nats gear. Oh my! They ugly. love baseball and love rivalries, so. Everyone in Washington wants this to be a rivalry. Mm. They want to talk about Baltimore versus Washington. Do you know what you should do? I saw, did you see this picture on Twitter of this kid <laughs> who was wearing the, 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 the shirt? And the shirt was like cut down the middle and like had two shirts sewn together. Right. One, one was the second half of a Harper shirt. The other one was the first half of a Chris Davis shirt. Oh, wow. And they were sewed together. That's what you should do. Now, I'll be in my... Uh I'll probably wear a Trumbo t-shirt and a Machado jersey and 
no pants. This is like in a suite behind home plate. Yeah, yeah, it's it's better than a suite. Is it free food and drink? All you can eat, drink. Is, can drink. is there still a ticket available? No. Oh shoot! You said you couldn't go. I know. I did tell him I couldn't go. <laughs> I gave you no. You, you're enticing it a little more now that we're actually talking about it. I'm like, oh crap! I already took off work on Friday in anticipation of Thursday. It's, are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the first week of school, Matthew. <laughs> If it wasn't the first day we could school, maybe. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'd have to do some major rearranging, and it would not be easy. It's it's really fun seats, seats that are really cool to sit in, seats that I am so glad we do not have at Camden Yards with this roped-off section that only the rich people can go in. Can you, like, if you're not able to go in there, are you at least allowed to walk up to nope. the rope-off section nope. and look at the rich people? Nope, because it's not <laughs> roped-off. It's, like, fenced. Okay. Wow, look at this. This is going to be an, uh, another infield hit. Safe. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, Sorry. See, that's what I'm talking about. It was a terrible call. That's I wrong, hate, right? I, I hope the listeners don't hate that sometimes we get into the game on TV. Yeah. I just, I've grown to, to hate umpires. I don't know. I feel like it's the same with the NFL that referees and umpires are just getting worse the more I watch. It yeah. just feels like that. Yeah, They're getting yeah. worse at their jobs. And they should be getting better at their jobs. He's, is, totally, he's totally safe. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. It he is, is called the, the President's Club where we'll be the sitting. President's Club. Oh, I would imagine... I would say 336ers, come say hi to us, but you can't get in, so you'll have to wave through the fence. Wave behind the rope Yeah, <laughs> at the rich people. <laughs> at, the, at the one percenters. You know, I sat Do in the President's Club at a Washington Capitals hockey game one time. Yeah. It was super sweet. If we sit in the President's Suite, do we have to give like a donation to the Republican Party to sit in the one percenter seats? Uh, no, they're generous like that. I, I don't know anything about politics. So I'm sorry. I, I did a political zing there, and... I'm, if the intern I'm, were here, I'm he talking would, to wrong guys. Where's he would have laughed. Where's the intern? It He's on like, retirement a Republican zing. after uh, the political season's mm-hmm. over. Next week, I'm typing up show notes. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> this show's going all over the place. I love it. I think it's the best show we've done in 10 years. Yeah, seriously, 10 years. <laughs> hey, it's the second best one you guys have done in two months. Absolutely. That's no, true. my column was pretty darn good. I didn't listen to that one. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but I listened to myself <laughs> as I called in. Oh, man. All right, are we ready to get out of yeah, here? Yeah, we're near an Wrap hour here. Up. You know, our, our listenership is spiking because everyone's turning off the game and turning on us because it's a blowout. It's a blowout. Yeah. Yeah. But now we're out of here. <laughs> oh, just in time. Well, I, I like that there right. have been three replays tonight and they've all gone the Orioles' way. I think they've all been in this inning. <laughs> this game's taken forever. Yeah. We're still in the third inning, right? This will be a great game to be in the President's Club with all the free beer and food you can have. Correct. Yeah, how early can you get here to, on Thursday from I got, school? I got school. How early can you get here? I'm just saying all our listeners know this week is back to school week. Yes. I don't. Yeah, but how early can you get here? Or all our young listeners. Because you don't understand. Going to college. College has started back up. I the gotta, earlier you get in, the more free gotta, food you I get. I got to get to Nats Park early for multiple reasons one we can actually see orioles batting practice which you never get to see in baltimore two i gotta get there in time for to eat a really early dinner so i can have my fourth meal before i leave <laughs> fourth meal classic i can get here like 4 30 all right all right that'll work maybe that'll put us down there like 5 30 i gotta feed the goats and stuff all right that sounds the, good gotta throw some food over the fence for the kids all right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. You can write us a review on iTunes. You can like us on Facebook. You can share share our video. 
You can share, share the video. Share the podcast. We have a video on Facebook, which you are allowed to share. You have a permission to share that. You're welcome to watch it, too. Uh, I don't know if I recommend watching it, but you can certainly share it. Huh. Oh. What were you going to say? How, how many runs do you think the Orioles will score at the end, by the end of this game? I think they're done at six. It, it's it's six now in the bottom of the third. Yeah, I don't know. We saw them in the first inning hit like four home runs and score like six runs and then do nothing the rest of the game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't count your chickens before they hatch. Mm, well said. It's a famous farmer's quote. <laughs> I get the farmer's <laughs> jokes. Quotes. All right. Well, the third in- inning just ended, so let's get out of here. All right, and this we got sh- six more innings of baseball to watch. And this show is just ending. So thanks for listening, boys and girls. Did you get Madden? Or watching. No. Madden came out today. How long do I have to wait for, it to, for me to get it on sale for a good deal? I think like three months. When Madden 2018 comes out. Mm. Oh, they can get a real good mm. deal on it. <laughs> All right, can I wrap the show, people? Shut up. I played, w- mm. I played half a game of Madden today, and you know how they do the little banter, like pretending that it's real announcers? Yeah. Well, during the Ravens game, I was playing. What they said is, the highlight of the Ravens preseason this year was in preseason game uh, number one, where they stopped play on the field to watch Michael Phelps on the Jumbotron. Oh, really? They said that in the video game? Yeah, they said it in the video game. Wow, man. What a day and age we're living in. I said, I can't get away from Michael Phelps anywhere. First, we got Dylan Bundy and Kevin Gaussman in the starting rotation, and now they're doing this on Madden. Woo! When they did a shot at... Phelps on the Jumbotron was, did he have... No, they didn't show the it. Rings? The announcers just talked about oh, they didn't it. actually show him? Then they talked about how the, the Ravens paused the preseason game to watch the, the Phelps race. I bet Phelps is a pretty, pretty good wide receiver. I feel like one hit and he breaks. Hey, what do you think about if this thing doesn't work out with Phelps? Well, I mean, now that Phelps is going to retire, <laughs> yeah. what do you think about him coming back as a water polo player? Why can America not play a good water polo? Because you I need like Phelps, nine of them. I think Phelps would crush a water polo. Hey, do you think we can put a bet on the whiteboard that's going to be there for four years? Because I bet Phelps comes back to Tokyo for 2020 Olympics. As a water oh, yeah, polo I, I bet too. No, no as, a swimmer. as a swimmer. I think he comes back as a water polo player. <laughs> He'd about, be awesome with those how arms. About, how about uh, Ryan Locke? Can he play water polo? He's not allowed in any pools, I don't think, anymore. No. I think he's been banned. Yeah. You're banned. All right, boys and girls. Before you ban us, we're going to get out of here. You can follow me on Twitter, at Section336. You can follow Bert on Twitter. You're fired. At Bert Rohde. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Section 336 is an affiliate of 24-7 Networks. Find Section 336 on utahstreetreport.com.